Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. I greatly appreciate you listening to the podcast today, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. Thank you so much. Hope your golf game is going well and that you've seen some improvements since the last time your ears listened to the podcast. The last one I delivered to you was about how to hit your wedge shots closer to the pin. I spoke to several of you out there, by the way, and I appreciate that and uh, got some really good feedback and I really appreciate that. And it was good feedback. You were telling me how some of those tips helped you to uh, knock those balls closer to the pin and uh, lowering the scores. So I'm glad that's helping. If you've not had a chance to listen to that podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode number 59 and uh, start attacking those pins with those wedges a whole lot easier once you hear those tips. I want to remind you about my new Instagram page. It's Go Forth Golf. Go out there and follow me. I'm starting to post some reels on there, some quick little golf instruction tips that I think you'll find fun and very informative. So go out there and follow me on Instagram. Again, it's Go Forth Golf. And then on TikTok, if you get on TikTok, same thing, Go Forth Golf. I'm going to post the same things there and uh, just trying to reach more golfers out there, trying to grow this golfing community that we have established together and reach more golfers and help more people's golf game. So that's the whole purpose of this is to, again, entertain, educate, inspire. And the more people that I can reach there, the more we can have fun and grow the game and just see the growth of the game just skyrocket, which it already is, thanks to you. So thank you so very much for what you do to help grow the game and for helping me grow this podcast and and grow that golfing community I'm trying to create out there through Go Forth Golf. So thank you so, so very much on that. So I wanted to share with you my experience at the PGA meetings that I went to this past week's Carolina's PGA section. We had some seminars and we had some really, really, really good speakers that I want to share some of their insight with you. Also had a merchandise show and came across some really, really nice vendors out there with some cool stuff. Uh, one of which I wanted to kind of highlight and talk about here real quick is the Wiz Golf. It's D-E-W-I-Z, the Wiz Golf watch. It is amazing. The things that that watch measures is incredible. In fact, I talked to the representative there at the show, and he's going to come on the podcast on a future date, and we're going to talk more about what the Wiz Golf Watches do, but it measures so many different data points in the golf swing, whether it's how far your swing arc is, to hand speed, to so many different things out there. So I would really highly encourage you to go out there and check them out. It's thewizgolf.com. Again, that's D-E-W-I-Z golf, thewizgolf.com. You will be absolutely amazed at what this watch can do to help you improve your golf game. It amazes me the technology that we're seeing nowadays in golf. And this is just another stepping stone in the direction of just highly advanced golf tech that's wearable. I mean, you put it on your on your wrist like a watch. And it, again, picks up so many different things in the golf swing 
that I'm not going to get into right now. I'm going to have him on as a guest on the podcast later on down the road. But again, I want you to go out there and check them out because I think you'll be really, really amazed at what this will do to help you improve your golf game. And so while I was there, I attended some seminars, one of which was with the legendary basketball coach, Roy Williams. He was the head coach for the Kansas Jayhawks for many years and then went on to be the head coach for the North Carolina Tar Heels, where he won, I believe, three national championships. So a very, very successful coach and leader. And and that's what he wanted to share with us, how to be a better leader, how to be a better coach, and some advice he gave on that. And he talked about seven things that he coaches and really lives by in his life and how he used these things and how he used these points to help him be a successful coach, but also how to mentor young athletes and how to run a very successful organization in his basketball programs and to be a winner on top of that. But I wanted to share them with you, again, seven points here that that really not only apply to being an athlete, to running an organization, but to live life. I think when you hear these, you're going to agree. It's like, wow, that's very impactful. It's very touching to hear some of these points, and it makes you think. It makes you think about yourself, makes you think about life, makes you think about the influence that you have on other people in your life. So let's talk about the first point that he emphasized. I love this one. I love all of them. I love all of them, really, but I really like this one. He says, you can't control the wind, but you can control the sails on the boat. Now think about that. I mean, that's very, very inspirational to me anyway. You can't control the wind. There's a lot of things in life that you cannot change, right? But you can control where it takes you. You can control how it affects you. So you can't control the wind, but you can control the sails on the boat. Huge. I love that. Second thing he mentioned, a thoroughbred horse can be timed by a watch, but a winning horse can be measured by how he ran the entire race. So it's really emphasizing, it's not about how good we are at something, it's about how we can outlast the hard times. How can we get through the race? How can we persevere and fight hard to the very end because a lot of times when things get tough we withdraw right or we just get bogged down and we can't make the entire race or we struggle to find that finish line or where that finish line is so again a thoroughbred horse can be timed by a watch but a winning horse can be measured by how he ran the entire race the third point which i love as well and i think it's extremely inspirational is life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the number of moments that take your breath. Think about that for a second. Wow, that is very, very inspirational. Life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the number of moments that take our breath. So how you're living your life out there? What are you doing? What are you doing that can give you a moment that just simply takes your breath away and inspires you? Really something to think about there. All right, so the fourth one, what you do for people and the impact you make in people's lives is far more important than any trophy you may win or anything else in life. Now, I love that one, what you do for people and the impact you make in people's lives. That's why I hope you tune into this podcast, right? Because I want to give you positive things to think about, not only with your golf game, but life. And I want to make that positive difference in your golf game. 
and it's what I'm doing for other people that can help them. And so I love that one. When I heard that, I was like, wow, you know, that, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. It's not about us, right? It's about what we're doing for other people out there. When you think about other people before you think about yourself, you can't go wrong with that. It's like that tagline. I always put it at the end of every podcast. I say, don't forget to do something nice for somebody today because it's going to make you feel absolutely amazing to put someone else before yourself. And that's what he's saying here. What you do for people and the impact you make in people's life is far more important than anything else. I love that one. All right, so the fifth thing he mentioned, small minds discuss people, average minds discuss events, but great minds discuss ideas. That's a really good one. How many times have we been guilty of talking about other people around us or other people in our life, or we're talking about some events we may have seen on the news, but why aren't we talking about ideas? Let's discuss ideas. Great minds discuss ideas. A really good one for you to think about there. All right, the sixth point. A great staff consists of someone who is great with people and someone who is great with tasks. Now, I feel like if you can find somebody that's good at both, you've got a treasure. You better hang on to them. Do everything it takes to keep them there at your establishment. Great, A great staff consists of someone who is great with people and someone who is great with tasks. I'm sure he's run into that one a lot when it comes to his basketball programs, assistant coaches, players, etc. He expanded on that a little bit there in the meeting, in the in the seminar that he gave. And then the final one, I love this. Great one to end with. Be led by your dreams, but not pushed by your problems. Again, be led by your dreams. Don't be pushed by your problems. How many times do we allow people to how many times have we allowed the problems that are going on in our life greatly affect what we do on a day-to-day basis, and yet we forget about the dreams that we may have, whether it's the dreams for ourselves, whether it's the dreams for our career, or it's the dreams for our loved ones, our children, our significant other, whoever it may be, but be led by those dreams, not pushed by your problems. So I wanted to share those seven fantastic points that Coach Williams share with us in that seminar. It was very, very encouraging. I got to meet him. Super nice guy. If you follow me on social media, you saw the picture I posted of me and Coach Williams. Again, terrific guy. Really appreciate his time. He did not have to stand there and speak to me, but he did. And uh, I really, really appreciated that and appreciate the time he took to take that picture. But most importantly, appreciate the time he spent up there in front of all of us PGA professionals talking about these seven life lessons is what I'm going to call them. I think they're really, really good life lessons that we all should think about. But I wanted to share that with you because I felt like, look, it moved me and it really made an impact on how I looked at things. I was like, you know what? I'm going to share this on the podcast because I, I think if it's affecting me in a positive way, how many other people can this affect that could be listening to the podcast? So I hope you enjoyed those seven points by Coach Roy Williams, again, former head basketball coach at Kansas, and then most recently the University of North Carolina. Another seminar that I attended was by Dr. Rick Sessinghouse. Rick is the director of Flow Code Golf Academy, and he's a lifelong mental and swing coach for Colin Morikawa. And I was super, super inspired by this presentation that Rick gave. He shared so many great points about how to be a better coach from both the swing side and the mental side. 
but also about things he did with Colin and how he helped him not only with his swing, but with his mental game. And I want to share some of the things that he mentioned there in that seminar, because these are some really, really important points that I know will help you with your golf game as well. Or if you're listening and you're a coach, it'll help you with your students, or it could help you with your daughter or son or granddaughter or grandson who's playing the game as well. Share these points with them. And I'm I'm going to encourage you to pull out the notepad or pull out your phone or pull out your iPad or pull out your computer and make some notes about what I'm going to tell you. You can always pause and go back if you need to or, or listen to it again. But I really, really want you to do that because I'm going to give you some really good stuff right now that's going to help you or anyone else in your life with their golf game and help you to get to that next level. Whatever level that may be for you, it's going to help you, I can assure you. So I want to talk to you about how he built Colin's swings. He shared some points with us on what he's done to help him with his swing. First and foremost, he really focused a lot on fundamentals. And fundamentals are huge. How we set up to the ball, our grip, our posture, our alignment. Those things are super important. So fundamentals was at the top of that list. This next one I thought was really interesting. It's that he matched his tempo with his personality. In this case, was smooth. He's got a very laid-back personality, so he wanted to make sure he matched his swing to that personality. Now, you could be on the other end of the spectrum on that. You could be a very aggressive, you know, high-energy person. Well, maybe your golf swing needs to be a little bit faster. Maybe it needs to be a little more up-tempo golf swing. There's nothing wrong with having a fast golf swing as long as you can stay balanced, as long as you can be consistent with that. Now, if you've taken lessons from me and you've got a fast swing, you've heard me say a hundred times, slow it down. Well, that's because there's a lack of consistency with contact or direction or both. And so I'm going to really slow the swing down in order to help you achieve that consistency with contact and direction first. And then we can push the gas pedal a little bit more and then build that club head speed up. But ultimately, the end result should be that that golf swing should match that person's personality as close as possible. I love that one. He also mentioned that he worked to get the fade to be his stock shot when he was in college. And then he always worked on club face control, but he did that through punch shots. Let me explain that a little bit. When you are trying to punch the ball, you're having to have a lot of control over that club face. And so in order to do that, you've got to really involve the core muscles and you've got to get that upper body rotating in order to square the club face a lot easier. And really that's the main thing that's going to help square that club face in a punch shot is the rotation of the body. But flighting that ball down, like I mentioned in the last podcast, with flighting down your wedges, you gain more control over the swing and you gain more control over that club face. So I love that one. Again, always worked on club face control through punch shots. I'm going to encourage you to go out there and try to hit some punch shots on the range and see how much control you can have over those. The other thing you mentioned was he simplified, he simplified how to hit different shots. So if he wanted to teach Colin how to hit a fade or a draw or the trajectory of the shot or the exit point of that golf club, he really found a way to simplify that more. And so if you come to me, well, I'm going to simplify those as well for you. 
and not overcomplicate how to hit those different types of shots. Make it as simple as you possibly can. That way, when you do have to go to it on the golf course, you can recall that information a lot quicker because we've simplified it together in our lessons. And then he went on to talk about just how Colin uh, started a fitness program when he was at a young age of 15 and just really worked on his core muscles and those glute muscles to help stabilize him through impact and also to help generate more club head speed. So if you're getting fitness oriented, fitness minded, I would encourage you to go out there and try to work on those core muscles and and work on those glute muscles. I've partnered with uh, Betty Ann Ray with uh, Raising the Bar Fitness, and I'm going to talk more about Betty Ann in future podcasts. I'm going to have Betty Ann on uh, for an interview in a future podcast as well. We're going to dive more into the fitness aspect and what you need to do and what she recommends in order to play better golf and to get the most out of your golf swing. But this is something that the best golfers in the world are focusing on is that those physical attributes in the golf swing. Another thing that Rick Sessenhouse talked about was the mastery mindset. And what he means by that is that in order to improve your game, you have to develop this type of mindset, this mastery mindset. He mentioned that Colin has always had that growth mindset. He believes that if he doesn't possess a skill, that he can learn it. If you're listening and you feel like there's a certain shot you can't hit or a certain club you can't hit or a course you just not, you're not very good at, you have to believe that you can learn it. And if you can't believe you can learn it, you're going to struggle doing so. You're going to struggle improving. So it's really important to have that mindset. He also mentioned that Colin just loves learning. He kept providing him with more and more things to learn because he enjoys it. And I think we all have to have that. If you don't have that yearning to learn, then you're not going to get better. And if you've come to me for lessons or gone to anybody else for lessons, you have that. You have that yearning to get better and to learn something new and to be better at something. So that's that's key. He also mentioned that Colin has been open to feedback from him without it hurting his feelings or hurting his confidence or his attitude. And that's that's a tough one sometimes, right? If if we take criticism, whether it's from a golf coach or from anyone, it's sometimes tough to get feedback and be open to that feedback without being hurt by it, by without letting it hurt your confidence and hurting your attitude. So being humble, I think, helps with that, right? If you if you can be humble and and be open to that feedback, then it doesn't hurt us as much, right? It, it, it's going to help whatever it is you're trying to do, whether you're trying to improve your game or improve something else in your life, just always be open to feedback. And then he also mentioned, and I love this, that Colin has, has never made an excuse for a poor performance, He's never played the victim. I mean, how many how many times have we done that, right? I mean, we're out there and we're playing and we have a bad day and it was windy outside and we're like, you know what? I'd have played a lot better if it wasn't for that stinking wind. Or, you know what? It rained on me today and I got cold and my grip got wet and I just couldn't hold on to the club. If it wasn't for that, man, I'd have shot the best score of my life. Or if I wouldn't have had five three-putts today, I could have broke 80. Or if I just didn't hit my, if I would have hit my wedge shots better, it could have been this. I mean, the, the excuses go on and on, and we've all been guilty of it. And I'm not going to sit here in this chair and pretend I haven't done it. Absolutely, I have. But I try to stay away from that that negative mindset, that victim mindset of, oh, woe is me. I could have done this if it wasn't for that. 
So I'm going to highly encourage you to really try to take on that mindset. Don't play the victim. It's okay that things went bad. It's okay that you had poor conditions. It's okay that you had those three putts. It's okay that you couldn't hit those wedges that day. Just recognize that and then find a way to make it better. Go to the range and, and try to figure out what you need to do to make that better. Come to me for a lesson and we'll figure it out together. I promise you. But just don't play the victim. So that's the mastery mindset that he was really driving home with us. And those are some fantastic points. The best way to prevent illness, wear and tear of muscles, and deterioration is by using the proper vitamins, supplements, and minerals that you can get from Pure On Maine. As a golfer, your main focus is to have fun, right? But you also want to improve your game and reduce aches and pains and injuries. You can enhance your golf game by adding trace minerals to your daily regimen or boost your stamina with Vitamin Mineral Greens. Pure on Main has great options to choose from that also include a fabulous collagen that will keep your tendons and joints lubricated that will help you produce a better golf swing. Pure on Main has two locations. One is at North Main in downtown Greenville, and the other is on Cannon Street in downtown Greer. They have some of the best experts in the field of natural wellness, and they're available seven days a week to help guide your personalized health journey. They not only carry amazing results-driven vitamins, they also provide state-of-the-art modalities such as massage therapy, foot detox, and wellness consulting. Serving the Upstate for over a decade, their experts continue to take the time to help each individual pinpoint exactly what their body needs to optimize performance and remain pain-free. Go visit their two locations or give them a call at 864-991-2726. Make sure you visit their website at pureonmain.com where you can purchase your supplements and learn more about their wonderful, wonderful services. Don't wait. Start your journey today towards living a happier and healthier lifestyle with the help of Pure On Main. All right, so the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was the flow principle. We're about not even halfway through this. I've got some good stuff for you. I promise you, just stay patient. Keep listening to this podcast because i got some really good stuff I'm sharing with you today. And again, if you're not making notes, go back, start this thing over, start making notes because this is really, really, really good stuff. All right, so flow principle. So what he talked about here was, uh, number one, the ability to manage attention on what is relevant and then focusing on the present shot. And I've mentioned that in past podcasts. If you listen, don't let a bad bad shot you had previously or a bad hole that you had or something that's you know going to happen to you in the future, like a hole's coming up that you don't really play well on, don't let that affect you. So the ability to manage attention on what is relevant in that moment that you're in right then for that present shot. Also, focus is, is both internal, it's in the mind, and it's external. It's on the outside environment. So make sure your attention is within yourself, but also on the shot that you're getting ready to hit. Don't let outside distractions keep you from focusing on what kind of shot is in front of you right in that moment. Focus is both broad, taking in a lot of information, and it's narrow, detail on an object. So you need to recognize that you know, you're know you taking in a lot of information, number one, about that particular shot that's in front of you, about that round that you're in right at that moment, but also being able to narrow down your focus and just attention to an object, whether it be a particular target out there that you're focused on 
it's really important that you get honed in on that and kind of eliminate some of those outside distractions. Focus can also change very quickly, as we know, but it could also be regained very quickly. So if you do get distracted, whether it's by a playing partner or whether it's by the slow group in front of you or whether it's by the weather, whatever it may be, recognize it, acknowledge it if you need to, and then focus on the moment. Go to your routine. I think that's really going to help you a lot. If you focus on your routine, then you're going to regain that attention a lot quicker. And then the pre-shot routine is about training the focus to pay attention to all the factors of the present shot. So I've, I've preached that a lot in past podcasts and to, and to current and past students is pre-shot routines, everything in this game is super important. So make sure you have a really good pre-shot routine to help train that focus, to keep you in that moment. So that's the flow principle. And Rick says that flow follows focus. Without focus, you cannot have flow. And that's so true. Next thing I want to talk to you about is distractions. Focus on irrelevant cues. So distractions can be the score that you're shooting or going to shoot. Swing thoughts, playing partners, your pace of play. I mean, how many times have, have we been victim of that and we let it overtake us too much? Say we see somebody on the course that's not following the rules and we get hot under the collar because they're coming off the path when it's cart path only or they're driving too close to the green those are distractions that we yes you need to be mindful of that maybe you need to make a call to the pro shop and say hey we got somebody out here driving all over the fairways totally okay to do that and greatly appreciate when people tell us that but don't let that affect your game the noises the weather is a huge one and importance of the shot a doubt of execution of the shot don't doubt yourself. You doubt yourself, you're pretty much going to hit a bad shot most of the time. Emotions, the frustration from past shots or the nervousness for future shots or future holes, like I mentioned earlier. The hazards, uh, what you don't want to do. I don't want to hit it in the bunker. I don't want to hit it in the water. If you focus on that, the, the mind doesn't hear the word don't. It's just going to do it. It's going to see, it's going to hear hit it in the water and hit it in the bunker. So don't don't focus on those hazards too much. And then if you're playing in a tournament, seeing a leaderboard, and that's going to be a huge distraction. That's why CLA's guys on tour, they try to keep their focus away from the leaderboards because, again, that's just one of those irrelevant cues that's going to take them out of the game. So, again, that's just a list of distractions that you can possibly encounter out there on the golf course. And, again, those are just those are irrelevant cues that we don't need to think about when you're out there on the course. Okay, so you got distracted. How do we refocus? What are tools that will help us refocus? So again, Dr. Rick Sessinghouse made some great points when it talks about how to refocus. One of those is take a breath. You inhale for three seconds and then exhale for three seconds. So inhale three seconds and then exhale three seconds. That deep breath can really help a lot. And use your eyes. And that's to look back to where you want the shot to go. Don't focus on those distractions. Don't focus on the hazards. Don't focus on the other people. Focus on where you want that ball to go and let that be your only focus at that point in time. I like this one a lot. Use self-talk. Questions to redirect focus, such as how does this how does this lie affect the shot? Or where's the best place for my next shot to land? That's gigantic. I have used self-talk, self-talk I don't know how many times. I've actually gotten to a point where I really don't care if somebody hears me talk out loud. If that's going to focus me, that's what it's going to do. 
you see Jordan Spieth do that all the time. And a lot and, and people beat Jordan up for that. And sometimes it's self criticism, but sometimes he's just doing self talk to get himself refocused. What kind of lot does he have, like I mentioned, or uh, what's the wind conditions? What's going on around him? What's the elevation of the green? Is he putting against the grain? Is he putting with the grain? Whatever it is, that self-talk can just get you back in the moment. So those are nice tools to help you refocus when those distractions work their way in. This is a big one. All right, so you've lost your confidence, and what can we do to regain that confidence? He shared some fantastic tips on what we can do to shift to that confident state. One thing is focus on your current shot. It goes back to some of the stuff I mentioned earlier. Focus on what's in front of you. Don't think about what was behind you. Don't think about what you have coming ahead, whether it's on or off the golf course. Focus on your current shot, and that pre-shot routine is going to help you with that. Don't focus on the past shots. Practice. So whether you're on the golf course taking a practice swing or you're on the driving range or your short game area, practice will help you to regain your confident state. Visualization of a successful shot is huge. And if you've taken lessons from me, you've heard me say this, I want you to visualize a positive shot. Don't visualize it going into the water. Don't visualize a top or a chunk or a thin shot. Visualize the most successful shot you can possibly do at that time. If it means hitting the, the center of the fairway or it means knocking the ball in the hole, whatever it is, visualize a successful shot. The preparation that goes behind that. So preparation on the range, preparation for the shot in front of you through that pre-shot routine. Positive self-talk, like I mentioned earlier, you want to talk positively. I'll be honest with you, there's been so many times I've been on the golf course where I called my shot and I did it. Or I've been giving a lesson and I hit the best shot of my life because I see it and I've been talking to the student about how to hit that in a positive way or I've been having positive reinforcement for the student that I'll step in there and show them and then do it. I cannot tell you the power behind positive talk. We've all been guilty of getting down on ourselves way too much on the golf course be as positive as you possibly can be out there. It will turn around a whole heck of a lot quicker than it will if you're being negative on yourself. And then the last thing is how we carry ourselves. And that seems silly if you think about it, but it's not. Our posture, how we're walking means everything. If you're walking up the fairway or you're walking back to your golf cart, slamming your club on the ground or kicking the dirt, you're going to have negative effects from that that negative shot that you hit is going to continue on to the next shot and the next shot after that possibly so if you hit a bad shot and it's going to happen i don't care who you are you're out there on the golf course you're going to hit a bad shot pay close attention to how you carry yourself to the next one whether it's the posture or it's how you're walking or it's what you're saying to yourself or it's how you're reacting to it carry yourself in a more positive way so those are some tips, some really good tips on how to shift back to that confident state. Okay, so this next bit of information I want to give you, I think is huge. I love this. In fact, this might be one of the best parts about Dr. Rick Sessenhouse's presentation to us because, I'm, because I've mentioned to you about the importance of a pre-shot routine 
but a lot of times we don't think about that post-shot routine. What should we do to manage our emotions after a bad one? All right, so make sure you make notes of this one if you haven't been making notes already. This is huge. All right, so number one, watch the entire shot to the completion. How often have you hit a golf shot and the second you see it going in a direction you don't want to, you fling your body in the other direction, you slam your club, or you say a word you probably shouldn't say, and we just don't watch it. Watch the shot to the completion. Number two, take one smooth breath and then get curious on why the ball went where it went. So you just hit a slice off to the right. Why did I hit that slice? If you're taking lessons from me, I'm going to explain to you why you hit that slice or why you hit that hook or whatever it was. It's really important to me that you understand your mishits. So number three, get curious on why the ball went where it went. Number four, was it a mental error? Were you not committed to the shot? It may not be anything physical at all. You may hit a bad shot and be like, oh, you know what? My swing sucks. I just can't hit anything. I got the most terrible swing on the planet. But it may not have been your physical swing. It could have been just something mentally going on. You weren't focused or you were thinking negative thoughts. Whatever the case may be, don't always blame it on your swing. It could be something mental. And that's why you need to be conscious and mindful of that. And then number five, was it a physical error? What did the cause and the effect of the swing or the stroke do to the golf ball? So was it a mental error or was it a physical error? And identify that. And then number six, learn how to play the shot over in your head of how you would have wanted it to go. So see something positive. I don't know how many times you may have seen a touring professional hit a bad shot, and the next thing they do is they stand there and make practice swings, trying to feel what they wanted to do. They're playing it over in their head. Okay, I didn't mean for that to go right. I meant for this to have a slight draw to it, and then try to work on that practice swing, and then see it in their head for the next time they have that shot. And then the seventh thing, I like this one a lot, kind of goes back to what I said earlier and one of his points was walk to the next shot with your head up, your shoulders back, and then shift your focus to the next shot. I'm going to say that one more time. Walk to the next shot with your head up. Be positive. Have your shoulders back. That's the confidence we were talking about. And then shift your focus to the next shot. Don't sit there and stew on why you did what you did all the way up until that next golf shot. Shift your focus to that next shot that you have to hit because maybe it's a punch out. Maybe it's a drop. Whatever it is, that's the most important thing at that moment, not why you did it and why you were there. It's over with. You need to be mindful of it like, like he mentions, but you need to move on. You can't sit there and think about it over and over and over again. So that's seven great post-shot routine tips on how to manage those emotions when we get out there on that golf course and hit those bad shots from time to time. Okay, so the last thing I want to mention to you that I learned from Dr. Rick Sessenhouse, again, the director of Flow Code Golf Academy and a lifelong mental and swing coach of Colin Morikawa is the importance of feedback. So feedback, he mentions, is immediate. It's a flow trigger. So you need to be mindful of that feedback that you're going to get, whether it's the physical feedback of the shot or something that your coach may be telling you. 
learn from every shot and every training session. So when you come to me for lessons, I'm going to give you notes on what we talked about because it's important to me that you walk away from that lesson remembering what we talked about, and then that's our, that's our feedback. That's the feedback cue that I'm giving you on that lesson. So learn from every shot that you have, whether it's practice or on the course, and from every training session. Use a journal, or it could be like an Excel spreadsheet or an app to log your training sessions. So like I mentioned before, I'm going to send you notes, but I encourage you to make your own notes. How did that lesson go? How did that practice session go? How did that round go? Log that because you'll be amazed at what you learned from that. Get feedback from a swing coach like myself or a fitness trainer or whoever it may be that you're working with. It's really important to get that feedback. I encourage my students to always give me feedback. Always let me know what's going on. I use an app called OnForm, which is a teaching app. And on that app, I can interact with my students. They can send me chat sessions. They can send me videos of their swing in between sessions. That feedback is huge. The more I hear from a student in between lessons, the more productive and efficient and effective those lessons are with that student because we've stayed in communication. I know what's going on with them. I know how they're practicing, when they're practicing. Are they getting better? Are they staying the same? And so those lessons just progress a whole lot better when there's that feedback going on from that student. Look for patterns, understand your cause and effect for both great shots and poor shots. Patterns you can find by keeping statistics. Go out there and track how many fairways you're hitting, how many greens in regulation, how many putts you have, how many up and downs you have. Look for patterns through those statistics. And then finally, identify best drills, the exercises, the games, the combines, and pressure situations that improves your skill set. So when you're out practicing, I try to encourage my students to go out there, play a game when you're out there. Don't just go out there and pound range balls because when you do that, you're just exercising. You're not really practicing the game. So get out there, always have a purpose behind your practice sessions and be able to identify which drills work best for you, which ones didn't. I'm going to give a drill to students all the time and some of them say, hey, you know what? That just didn't work for me. Okay, let's go this route. Let's try this drill and see how that does. So just be mindful of that and identify what's working well for you and then which games do you like to play the most out there too because that's going to help you want to get out there and have those practice sessions. That's expressing the importance of feedback not only with your round but also your practice sessions and also with your coaching sessions. I really encourage my students, give me feedback anytime you want to. I'm available anytime. If you want to send me a text message or you want to shoot me an email or you want to chat with me on the OnForm app, I really encourage that. I'm going to get back to you in a timely manner. I may not get back to you right away, right the second you send it, but I'm going to get back to you extremely soon and let you know what I think is going on there. But I really want my students to know that you can come to me anytime you want to. I've even told students when they're done with a session with me or done with a, a package of lessons that I'm still there for them. And I mean that with all my heart. Just because I'm not teaching you right now does not mean I'm not your coach. I'm always going to be there for you. I'm always there to give you feedback. So if you're listening to this, you're a past student, remember that. You don't have to be taking a lesson series from me to reach out to me. I'm going to give you feedback. I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to love to hear from you. So would love that. Love hearing from former students. But just know I'm always there anytime. So that's important to know that I'm there for you to give you that feedback whenever you need it. 
And if you're not taking lessons from me, highly encourage you to get that from your current coach as well. So that is a summary of the seminar that I attended, again, by Dr. Rick Sussinghouse. He is the director of Flow Code Golf Academy, and I encourage you to go out there and look him up. Go out there to his website. Again, it's Rick Sussinghouse. I'm going to spell his last name. It's S-E-S-S-I-N-G-H-A-U-S. Go look him up. I think if you just go out there and Google Colin Morikawa's Swing and Mental Coach, you'll find him. This gentleman put on a fantastic seminar that I learned so much from. I cannot sit here and explain it in detail how much I got from this seminar, how much it impacted me as a coach and as a player. And I greatly appreciate him taking time to come to the Carolinas PGA section, talking to all of us that were there, sharing this valuable information that I hope he's okay that I shared with you. I don't think seeing reason why he would not be, especially with me giving him credit for it and uh, encouraging you to go out there and learn more about him Um, because he is uh, truly a knowledgeable individual when it comes to the game of golf and the game of life too, as you heard from some of those tips and uh, so much to be learned there from him. So again, thank you so very much to Rick for his time and for sharing all of that valuable information. I hope this has helped you again encourage you go back listen to the podcast again take those notes or rehear those notes make sure you took the notes you needed to you can always that's the beauty of podcasting you can always go back and listen to it again share this podcast with someone else you think this could help and if i can help you in any way please again feel free to reach out to me my email is sgoforth at pga.com i would love to hear from you Doing the bull dance, feeling the flow, working it, working it. Congratulations on completing another episode of the podcast. Thank you so very much again from the bottom of my heart for taking time to listen. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Next episode is going to drop on Wednesday, March 15th. Got some more great topics for you. Nick and I are going to be back here soon having some more fantastic conversations about the world of golf. And also, I've got some really, really good interviews coming your way as well that you want to keep an eye out for. So again, next episode drops Wednesday, March the 15th. Highly encourage you to go out there, follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. If you haven't done so already, that's just going to give you alerts when a new episode drops. Give me those great rankings. I really appreciate that. It's going to move me up the charts, puts me in front of more listeners. The more positive ratings I can get, the more listeners I can reach. So thank you very, very much for your help on that. Again, don't forget about the contest that I'm running this this season. Share the episode to your social media, and I will put you in a drawing for some fantastic prizes at the end of Season 4. One of those would be a tailor-made wedge. I've got some other great prizes I'm going to reveal later on in the season that you have a chance to win. So you can't win unless you share the podcast on your social media platforms. All you got to do is just click the share button, put it onto your feed. I'll see it. I'm going to thank you for it, which I'm tremendously appreciative of. And then I'm going to put you in that drawing. Also, you can take a picture of it, post it that way. However you need to, just make sure you're tagging me in that. I'll see it, and then I'll put you in the drawing. You don't want to miss out on the chance to win some really cool stuff at the end of season number four. Also, don't forget about my new Instagram page that I mentioned earlier. It's Go Forth Golf on Instagram. 
You can also follow me on TikTok at GoForthGolf. I'm going to be continuing to post some really nice videos out there, some swing tips, some quick, simple reels that will give you some very, very helpful tips that will help you in your golf game. Again, go out there and follow me on those two platforms. Tell other people you know about it as well. You can also continue to follow me on Facebook. It's at GoForthGolfInstruction on Facebook and in Twitter as well as at GoForthGolf. Don't forget that this podcast is for you. So I would love to discuss topics and tips that's going to entertain you, that's going to help you get the most out of this podcast and help you to improve your game. So don't be shy. Reach out to me. Let me know what you want to hear me talk about, and I'll do everything I can to put that topic on the podcast for you and maybe even give you a shout-out at the same time. Until the next episode, hit those drives long and straight for me. Hit more greens in regulation, drain more putts, and most of all, get out there, have a great time. Whether it's with friends, whether it's with family, whether it's by yourself, doesn't matter. Get out there, have a good time. Don't ever lose sight of that. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today because we're here to put other people before ourselves. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.